What's up, Red Rocks Austin? I hope you are all doing well and finding purpose and continuing to adjust and move forward during this crazy season of life that none of us could have ever predicted would be what 2020 would hold. If this year has taught us anything, it's taught us that life is unpredictable, circumstances are always changing, and most importantly, in spite of the truth of both of those things, we've all had to learn to keep going. Keep going. Now those two words are going to be important today and we'll circle back to that in a minute. But guys, we're entering into week seven of Re60 this week. Week seven. These seven weeks have flown by and I just wanna start by saying that I am so proud of you. Collectively and individually, I'm proud. And I feel like as adults, we don't get to hear that as much as we should. So I'm gonna say that one more time just for fun. I'm proud of you. Now, when we hear that word, proud, or think of someone being proud of us, it's human nature to immediately equate that with some sort of good deed, something that's been earned or deserved, something we've done or said to warrant a literal or figurative pat on the back. But what we've been seeing as we read through the Gospels together is that Jesus came to flip the script on the whole concept of earning and deserving. He called a ragtag group of guys to leave everything they'd known and follow him. He traveled from city to city with those same guys and preached love over law, mercy over judgment. He celebrated individuality and he embraced personality. And in one final act of the most perfect love, died an undeserving death and then rose again to forever abolish the concept that anything we do or could not do would keep us from being able to come close to him. Now, with all of that being said, again, I will say to you, I'm proud of you. Maybe I say that and you instantly feel guilty because you're thinking, Emily, I have fallen so behind on the readings or I haven't tuned into a single Instagram worship night and I'm offended. No, I'm just kidding. Or better yet, I haven't even started Re60. Still, I say, I'm proud of you. You know why? Because this plan was never created with the hopes for you to become a slave to it. It wasn't some trick system to measure who could hang and who couldn't. The plan was made to serve you, not the other way around. There's no perfect way or time to read the Bible, and there's no medal or punishment for those of us who finish it first or last. We just want you to have the tools in your hands to either start or grow your relationship with Jesus. My best friend, Brandy, is one of the most disciplined people I know. The girl drinks celery juice every morning, insert gag reflex here because that stuff's gross. She goes for runs and hits the grocery store with her pre-planned list of food every week like clockwork. Y'all, I cannot emphasize enough how different we are in that way. And if you called her right now and said, I just saw Emily running down the block drinking celery juice, she'd probably hop on the next flight here to make sure I was okay. Now that's funny, but if I let Brandy's structure and discipline intimidate me, I'd miss out on one of the deepest, most life-giving friendships that God has blessed me with this side of heaven. In fact, if I lean into it, it can actually serve my life and help me be a better me. She knows me and she knows I don't like most of the stuff she eats and that I'm not the person for her to call to go on an 8 a.m. run with her. And that's okay. But she also knows that regardless of personality and method, it's important that I, as her friend, am healthy. Just this week, she was in town and I was vulnerable with her about some insecurities I have in that area and some results I'd like to see. And she's been sending me recipes that are healthy, but, and, but ones that she knows I would like. She knows that trying to make me exactly like her won't work for me, but making the plan work for me will. 
And I could give examples of that for days, but the whole point is don't let the structure of this plan intimidate you. Don't let the Bible intimidate you. Just like I said earlier, Jesus celebrates differences in personality. The Gospels are literally a lot of the same stories through different perspectives. Jesus doesn't care if you read Luke in a week or two days or if it takes you a month, and neither do we. But what we and Jesus care about is that you know him, that you are given the tools to be able to do that better, and that you can become the best you that he has for you, that your spirit is healthy. So if you've fallen behind on readings, don't quit. Start with us in the book of John this week. If the outline we've set out seems intimidating, take it at your own pace. We don't want to be a church that reads the Bible for 60 days and then calls it quits. We want to be a church that is united and keeps the main thing the main thing. And the main thing is that Jesus is known and made known. So give yourself some grace this week. Lean in. Figure out what works for you. Keep going and go be the best you that you can be. And remember, we love you and we are proud of you.